Steve Mervin. The other podcast worth a, li- uh, worth a uh, listen at the moment is Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Just come out. Grant Chapel, Steve Maven, and Darren Brown. Brownie. Mate, Brownie and Steve Maven, you know, those blokes have lived a life. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. I'm joining a room with two former Rabbitohs players, Steve Maven and Darren Brown. What's yeah. going on, boys? Uh, not much. Mavo, chaps, and uh, mate, happy birthday, chaps, for uh, last week, mate. How old? Uh, yeah, 43, mate. Ah, getting on. Yeah, hello, chaps and brownie, and happy birthday, chaps. Oh, thanks very much, boys. Yeah, quite a big weekend there. But, yeah, we've got a big show on our hands, boys. We're going to recap that dramatic win up there at Brisbane, the real grudge match against the Broncos. And John Sutton's going to give us his thoughts on that game too. We're lucky enough to, lucky enough to have John Sutton speak about that on our program. And we're going to have Rabbitohs news, and then we're going to get into... That, review that Warriors game over there at Mount Smart, and then we're lucky enough to have two former Rabbitohs, Jason Duth and Manoa Thompson, interviews coming great, up. Great show. It's going to be great. Now, we are delighted to announce that we have two sponsors, so we can keep bringing you the podcast for free. So please support them, because they are both Rabbitohs fans. Now, the first one is Export Freight Services. Uh, Ian is uh, is the boss there, and his logo was red and green, and on his logo, he's got SSTID, which is South Sydney Till I Die, so he's a true Rabbitoh, and we'll tell you a little bit about uh, more of them in the show. And, on, Brownie, yeah. we've got another one, uh, the Rice Foundation. Yeah, the Rice Foundation. Uh, Benny Higgs uh, down there at uh, the Rice Foundation doing some great work with uh, the community, you know, not just locally, but nationally. He gets around to the country hosting workshops and events, and um, once again, we'll let you know a little bit more about the Rise Foundation uh, later in the show. Now, we've got a a website now, rabbitosradio.com.au, and we've got a sponsors page, so if you want to go on there and have a look and click on their links and and support them, um, please do that. And also, if you've got any feedback, rabbitosradio at gmail.com. Just a couple of shout-outs before we get onto the show. Uh, I just want to shout-out to all the fans that travelled up to Brisbane and uh, witnessed a thriller of a game there last Friday night against the Broncos. Uh, means a lot to the uh, to the team when they've got to support uh, at away games, and I'm sure they'll be uh, travelling across the ditch this Friday to watch the Warriors game as well. Just another uh, quick one, Madison Studden. I'd just like to uh, congratulate her on a job well done last week for filling in as the guest host on the show and uh, her expert comments and Great knowledge of the game. Yeah, thanks for that, Maddie. She did a great job in, in your absence, Brownie. And I've got a shout-out from a, a Queenslander. Um, I know we're all mad New South Wales supporters down here, but this bloke's named Shannon Kearns from Watulla there on the Sunshine Coast, and he said, keep up the good work, boys. Can't wait for episode seven. I've also got a shout-out to Clay Dugues wilson He sent us an email, and he said, it's a top podcast, and he's loving our interview. So he's a good man, Clay. And another one from Dylan Carroll on our Facebook page. He says, on fire team, getting better every week. Maddie Studs seems like a champion and it must be the South Sydney in her. And that is correct. The South Sydney in her makes her a champion, no doubt at all. Now, our rabbit of the week this week is Bridget Weiss. And she's a member of the borough. And I was talking to her last week and she was asking about the show and how she can listen. She has an Android. So I said, obviously, she can't listen on Apple Podcasts, but she can listen on Spotify and Google Podcasts and most other podcast apps. Now, as I said, Bridget is a proud member of the borough. She goes to training most days and they meet at Harry's Park Cafe at Redfern Oval for coffee. 
and she's a very loyal fan and she knows a lot about the team. She actually can tell you who's in doubt, who's in and out. So at one stage, some stage, we might get her on the show because uh, she uh, can give us a lot of insights into the team. Well, she gave us a little heads up about a few changes last week. She did. She mentioned that, um, you know, that, um, that, that a couple of the guys were in doubt. Um, Turner was out. She mentioned Turner. Lowe wasn't going to be playing it, and, yep. and she, yep. was, she was bang on the money. Shout out to you, Bridget. Um, well done, hope, Bridget. Hope you and all the Burrow crew out there yes, keep so, listening. I'm sure you can't wait for that last game against the Roosters as, as much as all the boys here in the studio. Yep. Hashtag well. Rabbitohs of the Week. Now, well, we're going to recap that dramatic game up there at our Brisbane, and you could just see in, in that dressing room after the game, that, that meant a hell of a lot more than just two points. It was a real grudge match on, on a number of fronts, a couple of former Broncos, that the way um, the way that whole coaching saga played out last year. Yeah, what, what a game. Uh, and like you said, Chaps, the coaches uh, during the week was a big build-up, um, which put a lot of passion into the game, and... Um, you know, it, it was an exciting game. It was highly entertaining. It was a, had that semi-final feel about it. It did. Um, and we played with a lot of effort and enthusiasm and most of all, a lot of energy. And, um, you know, it was uh, great to see. And it's something that we, we needed coming off a few losses. And, you know, we need to take that momentum into the next few weeks. Exactly. What a game it was. It had a bit of everything. Oh, I haven't been that excited in a game of football for a long time. I was, was that happy that the way it panned out, the highs, the lows, the tries. What about some of those tries we scored, the way we threw the ball around, and then the defensive efforts, the cook tackle, the drama of the strip at the end. And, you know, there's just tackle, try saving tackles. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that, especially the one where Cookie took off, picked up Adam Reynolds in full flight. He put the ball on the toe, and Cody Walker comes from and scores the That's try. That was try the year, that one, wasn't that? it? Great try, great try. Just uh, just on the on the defence, um, I think there on probably no less than seven occasions there was um, certain try saving tackles, and you know you, you, that just comes down to effort, and uh, you know we need that uh, this time of the, the season. None better than Damian Cooks. Um, now his performance, he had a hand in all three tries, um, set up a line break. He also uh, scored a try, and, and he also put um, scooped out a dummy half to put Reynolds away. So what a performance he had! He was just he was just in everything. He also also ran down Katoni Stags with a plenty, and how much speed he got? That was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, ten out of ten performance from Damian Cook. We need that, uh, you know, for the next few weeks again. Yep. Now we made mention last week that we think this team will bounce back, and I actually uh, made my prediction. And just uh, have a listen to this. We need to start winning football games. I think we can go up there and do it. We're going to get the chocolates by two. So there you go. What about that? Uh, I've, I've tipped the, the bunnies to win and the right margin. So let's hope we can keep getting that right. Uh, and no one likes a bragger. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, what about those um, sin bins? Just, just how ironic was it that it was two former Broncos played from both earlier in this year, both unwanted by Seabold? Uh, Bennett scooped both of them up, James Robertson um, and Jaden Sewer. Now, Sewer's, Sewer's one I didn't think there was much in it, to be honest. No, nah, it's just one of them. Falling in the tackle, tackles. Boys. Yeah, yeah, it, it happens. Yep. That happens, you know, 10 times a game. And, and you know, it was a bit unfortunate. Um, the James Roberts one, well, you know, was prob he's probably not happy with his actions. James Roberts himself and, you know, probably did deserve to be uh, – 
to be shin bin. It was very late um, when you come across with, I wouldn't call it an elbow, but a bit of a, I don't know, an arm slap, you want to call it. But look, um, it is what it is. They've got, you know, suspension. Roberts is going to do two weeks. I think Jaden Sewer will play this week. And, um, you know, we'll just have to get on with the job. It was a silly thing to do. But, look, I think that the aggression was there and sometimes it's a little bit misdirected. But at least he's playing with a bit of passion and I love seeing that. Now, we got an email um, to rabbitosradio at gmail.com from Sue Droney about this. And she said, hi, guys. She's just discovered the show up there in Toowoomba, Queensland, so welcome. She's got a theory that the two players charged from the Broncos were both ex-Broncos. Do you think that they were targeted? Thanks from Greg and Sue Droney. Now, to answer that, Sue, I I don't think so. I don't think they were targeted, but I think maybe they got caught up in the fact that they were playing playing against their former team and the emotion maybe got the better of them. Yeah, speaking from experience, I know when you you come up against a, a former team, personally, I... You always give that extra extra bit of effort. Um, a number of times I've played against, you know, the former former team that you played with, and um, there's always that, you know, extra bit of aggression that goes into every tackle and run that you do. So, oh, look, I don't think they were targeted. It was just one of them things, and um, you know, James Roberts unfortunately was on the back end of it. Yes, speaking about playing against your former team, you, you both would have done that at some stage. Maybe, what was it like playing? Did you ever get to play against us when you were at the Doggies? No, unfortunately, I didn't. So um, I, I remember I was on the sideline and um, Tugger Con was saying, put Maven on, put Maven on. So it didn't actually happen. So I'm, I'm glad in a way that I never had to run, against, run up against the mighty red and green. What about you, Brownie? Yeah, well, I was fortunate enough to play against the Rabbits on a number of occasions at a few different clubs. I've been a bit of a journeyman myself. Did you pull up? up? Did you pull up? Or? No, well, I actually got a man, man of the match performance on a few of the occasions. Yeah, well, um, just going back to those suspension. Now, Sewell was fined as a result of that simbinning and James Roberts copped three weeks, but with an early guilty plea, which he ended up taking two weeks. So he's going to be a loss, Roberts. But I think, I believe Alex Johnson's coming back. So there's an extra back. We can do a bit of a shuffle there at some stage now. We're lucky enough to speak to the great Johnny Sutton, and here's what he had to say. All right, Sut. Mate, uh, we're lucky enough to have Sutton in the room here. How's that went over the Broncos, mate? Look, look to me, the celebration in the dressing rooms with King Wayne coming in. Looked like it meant a little bit more than two points, that one, eh? <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for having us on, boys. Um, obviously, you know, we lost three in a row, and... Um, you know, going up there against Brisbane, you know, Wayne's old team, it was always going to be a, you know, tough game. And, um, you know, we I thought we were, you know, up for it. Um, we trained really hard all week and, um, you know, it was a good vibe during the week. So it was good to get out there. And, um, you know, we didn't play our best, but we, we did get two points. You know, we were down to 12 men twice um, in the, during the game. So um, there were some, you know, some big efforts during the game, which we needed. And, um yeah, happy to get the two points. Yeah, Johnny Sutton, welcome to Rabbitohs Radio. Mate, it was a huge performance. It was a massive effort. And personally, mate, um, I noticed that they were bringing you off the bench the last couple of games, but then you played 80 minutes the other night in a man-of-the-match performance. You wound back the clock. I think you could go around another season, mate, personally. But, um, yeah, mate, it was, uh, it was a big effort. And um, I just that's, that's, that try you were involved in, I was just jumping out of me, out of me chair, and uh, it was a great win, mate. Yeah, I think... Um 
you know, we, we in patches we put it together in the it, like our attack, but um, obviously there's still got to be a lot of improvement if we want to, you know, you know, be there at the end of, um, you know, at the end of the season. So um, just looking forward to you know dropping back in the training this week. You know, I've got a tough road trip against the Warriors, so yeah, just looking forward to getting away with the boys and you know having another good game. Yeah, something like you said before, mate. Uh, a big effort. Uh, probably the best he's played in a couple of months. And although we've been winning a few games early on, uh, we'll win an ugly. But, mate, uh, the weekend's game, you know, we scrambled in defence and we had to because we were down to 12 men, you know, for 20 minutes. And I just thought, um, I think there was probably on six or seven occasions, there was seven try-saving tackles. And that just comes down to effort, mate, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, um Everyone had to, you know, show up at some stage of the game and, and put their body on the line. But um, I know more, that cookie tackle to, at the end of the game there is unbelievable. Yeah, that. Oh, he's, um, he's been in some great form for us this year. He's been, you know, one of our standout players. And, um, you know, scoring tries, setting them up. And uh, that, that tackle at the end was unbelievable. Well, what a great insight that was from Sutter. Thanks for that, mate. Now we're going to go to a short break. Our new sponsor is Export Freight Systems. They are an international freight forwarder who specialise in export. Ian, the owner, has been doing exports in freight since he left school 22 years ago. He grew up in Mascot, playing for the Jets, and is a very passionate Bunnies man. Export Freight Systems are only a couple of years in the making, but are growing pretty quickly. They're confident of getting the pricing you require without compromising excellent service. It doesn't matter if you're a regular exporter or just beginning. We're here to help you grow. If you do want to email or buzz in, make sure you tell them that you heard about it on Rabbitohs Radio and he will look after you. Export Freight Systems. Give them a call on 0405 424 696. Or you can find their details on our website, rabbitohsradio.com.au. Yeah, so our other sponsor, the Rise Foundation, uh, their message to everyone, reach out, speak up, educate, don't give up, burn brightly, be exceptional, rise. That's the message they promote and so much more than awareness these days. It's all about education and that's what uh, Benny Higgs and the Rise Foundation do well. Um, they're doing some great work locally and nationally around around the country. They do workshops and events uh, guest speaking. So get in contact with Ben at the Rise Foundation on www.therisefoundation.net or ben at therisefoundation.net. Also, there's a community forum down at the M Club on Thursday night. That is the Maroubra Bowling Club. Uh, it's a local community forum that Benny Higgs is running. He ran one there a couple of weeks ago and uh, 6.30 p.m. on Thursday night. So if you're in the area, pop in and uh, talk all things mental health. It's really great to have Ian on board from Export Freight Systems and also Benny and the crew down there at Rise Foundation doing fantastic things for all communities. Yeah, welcome aboard, guys. Welcome. Welcome back to Rabbitohs Radio. We've got Rabbitohs News brought to you by Rise Foundation. Now, boys, we've got some Pathways news again, as we always support our Pathways team. And in the Canterbury Cup, they won 32 points to four, touched up the Knights right up there. And also, Jersey Flag had a tight game. They were beaten 32-30. But the Canterbury Cup side, I think they've just about wrapped up the minor premiership. Now they're playing at Redfern Oval, Metricon, 
Stadium, 4pm Saturday afternoon. So if anyone wants to get down there and support them, you can get yourself a Garlow's Pie and also a Young Henry's Beer for $10, which is a fantastic deal. How good is that? Yeah. And also the Junior Grand Finals are on at Redfern Metricon Stadium. So it's a busy weekend down there at Metricon this weekend. Yeah, the, the goals. Go yeah, the goals. Yeah, the Southeastern Seagulls have qualified for the A grade and the A reserves for the first time ever, I believe. And the reserves are on against South Sydney Mustangs at 1.40pm. And the A grade is on up against Coogee Wombats, which are a really successful team, the Wombats over the years. Yeah, I'm going to get myself down to watch those couple of grand finals for sure. I've got a couple of mates who are playing, a couple of guys I work with. So we're going to shoot off to another break here on Rabbitohs Radio. Welcome back to Rabbitohs Radio. We're going to review that game against the Warriors, 6 p.m. Friday night, the early time slot, over there at Mount Smart Stadium. What are your thoughts, boys? Yeah, it's a danger game going over there, away game against the Warriors. They've been going terrible the last few weeks. It's like they've given up. It's looked like they're going for Mad Monday, getting having an early Mad Monday, but you never know what you're going to get with that side. They have, they're full of talent, and on any given uh, weekend, they might come out and produce, so we really need to keep it going from last week. Just go over there and play some footy, and I think we can get the job done. Yeah, definitely at the business end of the season now, and uh, we need to really start to take some momentum into these next few weeks. Basically, all we've got to do is play exactly the same way we played last Friday night against the Broncos with that same energy, the same effort, the same enthusiasm, and I'm sure we'll come uh, come home with the two points. Yeah, well, hopefully there's a couple of ends this week. Now, the teams haven't dropped yet as we're recording this, but um, we've got some inside mail that Alex Johnson could be back, which will push Dewey into the centres after losing James Roberts to suspension, and possibly Kyle Turner could force his way into the side at some stage. He's come back from an injury too, boys. Um, those inclusions, what are your thoughts on those inclusions? Well, good timing, especially with James Roberts being suspended for two weeks to have uh, Alex Johnson back. Experienced uh, player, Alex Johnson at the back. Uh, great finisher. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it's great news if we get him back because he just adds that polish at the back and that extra bit of speed. He's got great hands. The other talking point is whether Sam plays or not. Now, he may even be named. I, I've heard he's, he, he's keen to play. Um, we, Sato actually mentioned that to us the other day. But it's whether they risk him or not with that injury with uh, this this game because we've got that massive game coming up next week. So yeah, what are your thoughts, boys? I, I personally, I, I'd probably uh, rest him, give him that extra week. Um, I know there's a lot riding on this game, but um, we've still got a you know a semi final campaign that we've got to think about. Um, and the Roosters' last game, a lot might come down to that last game against the Roosters, whether we finish in the top four or not. So yep. uh, personally, you know, I'd probably. Try and give him another week if he's not a hundred percent. My mail is he's not going to play. Um, they're going to they are going to rest him for the Roosters game and just set his course so he can just get a little, little bit of running under his legs and, and get a bit of timing back for that yeah. massive semi-finals yeah, series yeah. coming up. I agree. And if he's not right, good to save him. But it is a monster game. We need to win this one. It's a danger game. It's a danger game because another a lot of the teams around us are playing each other. So if we can pick this one up, and then the, obviously the Chooks game, we'll be sitting pretty. Yeah, well, um, we're lucky enough to get John Sutton's thoughts on this game Friday night. So let's see what John had to say. Okay, Friday night, 6pm over here in Auckland. You're taking on the Warriors, a bit of an unpredictable side. You never know what you're going to get, um, depending on weather and whether they turn up or not. They've been flogged the last couple of weeks. Thoughts for this this Friday night, Sutton? 
Yeah, it's, I reckon it's a tough road trip. You know, they haven't been playing good, but they're one of the very unpredictable team and, um, you know, they'll be playing at home. So we definitely have to be um, up for it. Um, we have to bring the same energy as we did last week against the Broncos and um, just put in a full 80-minute performance. They're bloody oath, mate. Yeah, like you said, Sup, mate, uh, same enthusiasm, same effort, mate, um, and I'm sure we'll do a job on them. I reckon the boys will get that job done, but uh, thanks for joining us there, Sut. Cheers, uh, boys, appreciate it. All right, welcome back. Um, yeah, it's good to get the thoughts of the great John Sutton, the 300-game legend that he is. And, um, yeah, I agree with him. I think we've got to get the, the little things right and, and, and just... Just get the. We just need to get back on track. We'll get the two points going. Give us a chance of getting that top four in that final round against the Chooks. And um, we're lucky enough to have Jason Deeth interview coming up, and also a very special guest with him. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Rabbitohs Radio, and we've got a special guest on the phone, uh, Jason Deeth, the Doctor. Welcome aboard, mate. And uh, how you been? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Brownie, and it's great to be on on the uh, the radio with you guys. Thanks, mate. Mate, just a few questions we're going to get through. Mate, uh, where are you from, and um, what was it like growing up there? Yeah, I'm from a small country town an hour north of Canberra, a place called Burrawa, down in the southern uh, southwest slopes of New South Wales. And, um, yeah, it was, it was cold in the winters and bloody hot in the summers, let me tell you. It's Chaps here, by the way, mate. How you going? Jason? G'day, Chaps. Now, tell us a bit about your debut. Obviously, you're a Canberra boy. Um, you made your debut down there in 1991, round two against Parramatta Eels there at Bruce Stadium, where you, where you, you touched them up 48-10, to 10, alongside some of the real greats of rugby league. Mel Meninga, Ricky Stewart, Laurie Daly, and um, Glenn Lazarus, just to name a few. Yeah, well, I was very fortunate to play with um, my childhood heroes, like Mal and Laurie and Ricky, Brad Clyde, and Steve Walters there too. Yeah, it was it was an absolute a dream come true. All I wanted to do was play first grade ever, and I got to play with uh, the team that I um, followed since 1982 when they came into the comp, the Canberra Raiders. And um, the game was fast, but it was easy, if that makes sense, because every player did their job. So yeah, it was a very special day. Yeah, I believe you won Rookie of the Year that year for the for the Raiders. Is that right, mate? Yeah, nineteen ninety, I got Rookie of the Year. So yeah, the year before, and then uh, was lucky enough to uh, make my debut in ninety one. Hey, Jay, Steve Maven here. How you going? G'day, Steve. How you going, mate? Good, mate. Good to hear from you. Now, yeah, you're thanks. at the Raiders, and then you moved on to the Cowboys, and then the Warriors. So you're a bit of a journeyman, and then you ended up yeah. at the Bunnies in two thousand and two. Can you tell us a bit about that? How that all came about, mate? Oh, 2002. Well, because um, I was over at the Warriors and then the South got uh, reinstated into the comp. I think it might have been in August, or July or August uh, 2001. And I had ended up finishing up at the Warriors. I had still had a year to go at the Warriors, but I uh, got a call from Sean Garlick and he Garlo, gave me yeah. a two-year yeah, He gave me a two-year option to sign another contract and um, I took it with... Uh, Happy thoughts. Yeah, we, we spoke we spoke to Garlo uh, on the show a couple of couple of weeks ago, and he, he mentioned how they didn't have much time to to sign a lot of players. Doc uh, through that period when uh, when we got reinstated, and um, it was pretty much you know we had to try and grab every player that was available, um, mate. Fast forward a little bit to March fifteen, uh, that famous night against the. The Roosters. What do you remember about that night, mate? Um, the first game back. 
that it was outstanding. We were at uh, Aussie Stadium, like they called it back then. Um, and I'll never forget uh, when Russell Crowe rang the bell and um, the whole crowd, it was like, I think, uh, I'm not sure the crowd was about 42,000. Yep. Just everyone just went. As soon as that bell rang and then we had to play our arch rivals, the Roosters, I'm getting goosebumps now. Yeah, the pride of the league was back. <laughs> it was, yeah, well, we're back. Like, South Sydney were back. Unbelievably emotional that night. It. That was, wasn't it? Yes, it was very much so. Yeah, great memories, mate. Your final season in 2004, you played with a young John Sutton. What do you remember about him? In 2004, him and I were uh, paired up in the uh, – because we, we trained at Erskineville Oval then. And he was like, I was like his mentor and he, and I had to look after him in the weights gym and yeah. <laughs> uh, we trained together. And um, I've spoken to him since then about, can you remember Shadow that day that we got paired up to, and I had to look after him in the weights gym down at Durko and he goes, yeah, I'll never forget that. Did you enjoy your time at the Rabbits? I know you're a real crowd favourite amongst the, the borough faithful, mate. Yeah, mate. They, the South Sydney is like something special. They just they absolutely the the fans like uh, even the borough like absolutely just like loved you as a player. I just I was so fortunate enough to be clubman of the year two years down there in two thousand and two and two thousand and four. Got the um, Bob McCarthy clubman of the year medals in two of those years. So, but just the support and. Um, uh, yeah, they're just great people, and can't, I, I, yeah, I'm lost for words. Doc, I know you're uh, you've got football in your blood, mate, and uh, you're married into a famous family, uh, the Cleary family. And um, yes. mate, do you still do you still watch the game these days? Yeah, I watch as many games as I can. I've got four sons of my own, so I've got I've got the pedigree coming through. And um, so, um, what about the 2019 Rabbitohs, mate? They've um, they've had a pretty good year. They've had a couple of little yeah. dips in form of recent times, but um, that was a fantastic win Friday night, mate. Can can they can they shake this comp- give this competition a shake, mate? I think there's uh, about three or four teams that can give it a shake. Uh, you know, well, obviously the Rabbitohs because we've got the the player. We've got the players. Mm. Um, obviously, Melbourne is up there, and also the the Roosters. So yeah. I think it's got to be one of those three teams that are, are going to take out this comp. And like on any given day, if they're playing well enough, like we played well against the Broncos on the weekend, and we got them. That was a, a sweet victory to get them by two points. But um, if we have our have play well on the day, we can win it. Mm. I really believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon we can too. Definitely, Doc, definitely. Mate, um, life after footy, what does what it uh, what involve these days for Jason Duth? Well, I've got a gym up in the northern beaches in uh, in Sydney here. Yeah, let and, us uh, know. I've got my manager here to talk to you. Who's that? Hi, guys, how are you? Yeah, g'day, mate. Who's this? Yeah, mate. Listen, I'm Jason's manager. Uh, can I just ask how much you're paying him for this interview? Ah, uh, you're a legend, John D. Matty Johns. How you been, mate? All right? <laughs> the check's in the mail, Matty. I'll tell you. <laughs> mate, uh, it's good to, have you on. good to have you on the show, mate. <laughs> mate, podcast sounding great, boys. Love it every week. Just a quick one, um, Matty, while we got you. What's a gym like over there? What's Jason's gym like, bud? Uh, J- Deethy's gym? Yep. Oh, mate, I wouldn't really call it a gym. It's more of a thoroughfare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adventure playground. 
Mate, uh, I'd like to thank you for giving us a plug on uh, on your podcast the other day as well, mate. Yeah. So, oh, bloody hell, thanks for that. Mate, Legend. Good go, boys. All the best, boys. I'll put De- Dr. Death back on. Good on you, good mate. On you, Cheers, mate. mate. See you, mate. <laughs> Mate, uh, uh, you there, Brownie? Yeah, yeah, mate, you're a legend, buddy. Uh, he's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a funny man. He's the funniest bastard <laughs> I've ever met. Uh, yeah. Mate, uh, give, give, give us uh, a little plug about your gym. Okay, uh, Concept 42, uh, up in the Northern Beaches. You're more than welcome to come up. Um, yeah. Uh, good stuff, mate. Mate, just one other thing. I'd just like to uh, wish you a happy birthday for uh, last week, mate. Many happy Thank returns. You. Thanks, Brownie, because that's what we're doing here today. We're at the Colleroy Services Club, and I'm with Maddie Johns. That was my manager. Yeah, uh, good <laughs> stuff, mate. How was that? <laughs> good on you, Jase. Thanks for your time, mate. Oh, nice to meet you, mate. Good on you, Doc. Thanks, thanks, thanks for your mate. time. Good on thanks, you. Thanks, See you, mate. Cheers, mate. See you, Brownie. Right. Cheers, mate. Bye. Welcome back to Rabbitohs Radio. There's some... Uh, Great to catch up with uh, Jason Deef there and a little sneaky guest, Matthew Johns. That was a bit of a surprise to have him on the line. Yeah, what about that? But yeah, that, that was a surprise. We're pretty lucky there, weren't we, boys? He's a jack of all trades. He's a manager now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they call uh, right place, right time. Now, we've also got another guest, the um, father of Jared Hayne, the great Jared Hayne, former 49ers player and great NRL star, Manoa Thompson. We've got his interview coming up right now. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to Rabbitohs Radio. We've got special guest in the line, former 90s and early 2000s Rabbitoh. Welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, Manoa Thompson. What's doing, boys? Hello, Hello mate. G'day, Tomo. Tomo. Hello, mate. It's uh, Grant Chapel here. I'm host of the Rabbitohs Radio, and um, we're going to get into a couple of questions. Okay, Manoa, where were you born, and what was it like growing up there? No, I was born in Fiji, but I uh, came over when I was about nine years old. And I uh, grew up in uh, Camperdown, and then went to uh, local the local school, and then end up at Newton High School. Yeah, right, mate. You were a talented rugby league player and rugby union. How did you end up choosing the game of rugby league, mate? Oh, uh, I, I think um, when I first came over, I, I was I played with the Newton Hawks in the Newton comp. Then Newton got kicked out of the competition, and then um, but the school I went to, I was a Camperdown demonstration. We used to play a primary school called uh, Glebe, High, uh, Glebe Primary, and one of the guys, one of the lads that was playing there was a guy called Grant, Grant Laws. Or Rooster. Oh, Rooster. Rooster, yep. yeah. From a botany ram. Yeah, and we, uh, we, we played together at um, for the zone primary school, and then when Newtown folded, um, his old man, the, the burger, uh, got me over to botany to play with the great Ma- Steve Maven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a team we had too. We so tore, we tore how, him up. How, yeah, that's how I got over there to, yep. to Botany. Yeah, plenty of plenty of talent on that side by the sounds of it. Now well, yeah, um, we won a few. I think I got there. I think I just got the back end of their their run. I think they'd won probably eight or nine. We won seven in a row, and you got. I think you got there for the last couple, mate. Yeah, so just yeah, to, to set the record couple, straight. But yeah, we had, we had some good times as kids there, and former Botany Rams it was uh, it was a great upbringing, mate. Especially with that bloke out the wing there, it was seven foot. Seven foot, the old Mavo, far out. <laughs> Man-child. <laughs> yeah, he was a bit of a unit, wasn't he? I've seen some of those those junior football photos of, of you fellas. Um, now, tell us a bit about your debut, mate, in, in 1989 with that, that great South Sydney side. It ended up being uh, minor premiers, bud. Yeah, I think um, the year before we um, won the President's Cup and then um, and then I think a lot of the 
and we won the President's Cup and I think the first grade won the minor premiership. So the following year, you know, um, as you do with a good first grade side, I think got picked apart. I think Bundy went over to to Cronulla and um, so they gave a few of us young blokes a, a chance. I think it was Scotty Wilson and me and Chunky. And um, I think I got my start against um, against Newcastle Knights. And I just couldn't remember the Tugger family on the wing and and it was bucketing down that, that, that day. I think Brownie scored one from the 10-meter line. He just slid all the way in. And I just about did the same thing on the wing. That was against Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you mentioned the great Chunky there. Chunky Lines, that's Graham Lines, former South Star, played State of Origin. Now, mate, um, oh, I've got so many memories of you because like, we've been, been good mates for a long time. And um, I know you're a, you're, you're a great man, a great family man, but um, just uh, a field goal that you kicked from uh, halfway or before halfway. Can you just run us through that? Uh, as, as, as you know, Steve, I'm not the best trainer in the world. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be play, playing fullback. And, um, I think it was in St. George. Yeah, it was in St. George, but I was captain. And I think he was their last tackle. And and I was playing fullback, so they just cleared it from their, from their side of the field. And all I could hear was, as, as I've turned, Brandon saying, field goal, field goal. But I didn't realise that the um, was about five or ten seconds left for, for half time. So I just I thought I didn't didn't uh, want a second invitation. I just teed it up, and I had a flush. It was it was as soon as it went left my boot, I was doing high fives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, well, they reckon it was uh, one of the greatest kicks ever seen on a football field. I know you had a monster boot, but yeah, um, you just yeah. It was I think. Um, they had my school teachers there, and, and, and all the crowd was going, oh, what's he doing? What's he doing? And my school teacher was telling me, oh, I knew what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I think I might have called Phil Gold as well. Yeah, you did. You, you called it. That's, that's why it teed it up. Yeah. Mate. And, uh, and, 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 and it looked up. It was, it was a fair way out, and I wasn't keen on running. That was, was the best option. 35. By the end of the nine, it got to 50. It was about 50 out. I tell you, it, it changes every time. As soon as I, I, There's a few people there. Every time they pull me up, oh, yeah, I was here that day. Yeah. It goes from 50 to 55. It keeps going. Mate, um, just fast forward a, a, a little bit, and we just want to touch on uh, your young bloke, Jared, mate. Uh, he was a real superstar of the game. It must have been a fun ride watching his career unfold. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. It was great, you know, and um, especially for the, for the whole family just kind of brought us together. Um, you know, I think, um, I mean, the, the, the best thing about him is like he's a, he's a better person than he's a footballer. And uh, he just kind of knuckled down and dedicated himself to to his art. And, um, you know, I told him, I said, mate, your window's going to only be open for so long. And, you know, don't be like me and just waste it. Because, uh, you know, I did spend, instead of spending time in, at, at rehab, I spent a lot of time at nightclubs and that and came back, came back to bite me in the end. Yeah, and um, you know he took it on board, and um, two DMs later, he's played for New South Wales, Australia. Yeah, and uh, you know, and managed to um, get on the roster for the 49ers. I think you collected a bit of money on one of them DMs. You backed him all the way. Yeah, I think that yeah, yeah I cleaned up on the first one. Yeah, <laughs> 2009. Yeah, yep. I cleaned up on the first one. I managed to um, um, renovate my bathroom, my kitchen, and that. So that was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Now, Jared. Jared shocked the rugby league world, mate, by walking away from the game, a massive NRL contract to follow his NFL dreams. Um, did you ever get a chance to fly over there and watch him play? I know I'm a mad NFL fan, and I was so happy to see him. Um, yeah, me too. Play his trade over there. Yeah, the 49ers. 
49ers uh, flew, flew us over there uh, to get his first game in. I think there was they were the first team to ever to ever do that. And um, I should, you know, it's just electric atmosphere over there. You know, I'm sure the couple boys there they, they, they've been to a few games. It's just unreal. I mean, um, but in, you know that 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 game is if virtually go up with it because you know apart from apart from just receiving the ball from the quarterback as a as a running back or or as a wide receiver, you've also got to be right on the money with your when you turn into a uh, uh, defensive player. And that's what I think that cost him in the end, not having that read and not not blocking for the for the quarterback. It was fantastic. All, all of Australia's behind him over there, and um, and he's and he achieved a hell of a lot on that one season. I'm sure, and even the Americans got behind him too, chaps. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure his jersey was one of the most sold jerseys in in that off season period. So, you know. Um, I don't put it down as a failure uh, going to the 49ers. I put it down to a, a success for Jared Hayne. 100% it was a success. No one else has done it. Now, you're a South fan, mate. Do you get out to many games these days? Oh, yeah, we try to get, get out to as many as we can. I've got my two younger boys playing for, um, playing at the Newtown, Newtown Jets, Junior Jets, and, um, you know, we get a few, few tickets and that, and I take take them out there. So, um, um, you know, they, they love going out there, and I just love to... Love following the boys, mate. What, what do you think of South's chances? Uh, 2019, you think they can go all the way? I don't see why not. You know, um, all the boys are coming coming back now. I think we're getting the full complimentary, so to speak. And you know, the Burgess brothers are starting to come back, and uh, you know, and and the, the super coach is there. You know, he's just timing, timing them well. I mean, after last week's game, you know, nobody saw that coming. And, you know, and uh, you know, you can, you can you can smell September in yeah. the air, and um, with a super coach there, you know, anything could happen. Well, he's, exactly. he's been he's been there, done it before, mate. Um, just to wind it up, what are you up to these days? I know I know you've got a a passion for fishing. Um, do you get out oh, to I fishing love, much these days? My, oh yeah, love love my fishing. I love my golf. Still waiting for the great Steve Maven. For us to have a hit. Yeah, we're going to have a hit at Eastlake. Uh, we couldn't get together last time, but definitely we'll be out there having it there soon. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, fishing is good. I mean, I'll, I'll go down the south coast a fair bit. My wife's from down there, and um, get to get, get to know the locals and um, jump on a few boats and, you know, get, get out there early in the morning and grab a, grab a feed. And, and uh, my, my young bloke, Julius, he, he loves it too, so. Just watch them Noah's Arks. Yeah, oh, leave me out of that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat a good day on the water fishing, mate. Um, That's it, now, mate. That's now, it. Now, thank you for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio. Thanks, Manoa. No worries, boys. Go thanks, bunnies. Yeah, thanks, thanks Manoa. Tomo. Cheers, mate. Bye, mate. Bye, mate. And uh, we've got a lot more on John Sutton next week on the program. Episode Just before episode eight, we've got a big special on John Sutton. Yeah, Sutton special. Um be sure to uh, listen in next week. Yes, it's a great interview, and we've got a little sneak preview of that now, so just have a listen to this. I don't think anyone will ever forget that try that Joe I scored and did the go-anna after it, mate. Thoughts on that one, mate? He's all piled up on top of him. Yeah, well, obviously it was a tough game. You know, the, <clears throat> the dogs were hanging in there, um, and George George sort of blew the game open a bit. But, um, yeah, the... I think the moment when um, when Greg scored, when we all jumped on top, I remember just lying there looking up at the sky, just kind of 
can't believe it. Can't believe we've done it. <laughs> Welcome back to Rabbitohs Radio. We're going to get into predictions. Brought to you by Export Freight Systems. Boys, thoughts? Mate, danger game, Warriors. Um, quietly confident, though. We can go over the ditch and, and get the job done as long as we perform like we did last week. And I'm going for a big win. I think we'll win 13-plus. Hopefully we play like we did last week, and if we do, we'll beat the Warriors by 10. Yeah, I reckon it just – I think we want it more. They're not really playing for anything at the moment, and they, they showed that over there at Shark Park last week where they, they were towelled up over there by a pretty average Shark side, I reckon. And I reckon we're going a little bit better than both of them. And if we run a little bit harder and, and tackle that little bit harder at the – and win the collisions, I reckon it could be a big score. 48 points to 12, boys. I'm, I'm predicting a real big flogging. Anyway, another great show we've had here on Rabbitohs Radio, Episode 7. Up the Rabbitohs, eh, boys? Up the Rabbitohs, and thanks to all our guests. Up the mighty Rabbitohs, and thanks again to our sponsors, the Rise Foundation and Export Freight Systems. And now that we're all round the bar And the captain's declared it a quorum We're seen thinking our way through the night And we're having the time of our lives Throw the empties away, start again For the boys of South Sydney are together And we'll drink till the dawn breaks again And may the sessions of South Sydney be forever